Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to today's episode of Uncaped Heroes. Thank you for taking time out of your day to sit back, relax, put your feet up, and meet yet another amazing individual from our beautiful world that's holding space and blessing the people around her. I'm Stacey Johnston, honored to be here with you, and equally as honored to sit alongside my co-host, Cassie Holland. Cassie, how are you today? I am really appreciating some of the best aspects of West Texas, which are the 100-mile-an-hour wind mixed with the 100-degree heat. (laughs) You know, it does make for a unique environment, doesn't it? (laughs) It really does. It's like living in a blow dryer. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty good description of what we've got going on. I am not talking smack about West Texas. I love it here, but I'm just saying. I got Everybody you. that lives here knows I... that you didn't move here for the aesthetic. <laughs> there you go. It's just got to be about the kindness of the people, right? Yeah. Right. So, you know, Cassie, every time we open up one of these conversations, and every time we open up this podcast, we have a conversation about how much this adds to our lives, how much inspiration it provides for the people that get to listen and how much space there is provided for the people out there. But you as a human being, separate from being a podcast co-host, separate from being a mom and being a coach and all those things, what does it do for you as a human being to have these conversations? It really... You know, and I think I think in some aspects it does the same thing for me on both sides, right? Because it really drives home just how different everyone is. Even as even something as simple as, you know, the three of us on this conversation on this call, we all live in the United States, right? But in the United States, our guest lives in a different state and it is raining there and it rains there all the time we live in texas and we are in the middle of one of the worst droughts in texas history so you know what everybody here is dealing with is so much different than everybody there and we're so close as far as that as far geographically you know what i mean so it Mm -hmm. really drives uh you never know because everyone's different home for me Hmm. I like that concept. You know, for me, I think it's, it's humbling for me. I feel like in this world with all the things there are to do and all the things that people can be, I feel like I have been blessed in my life to have this opportunity. Right? I mean, how many, how many other opportunities would I have had in my lifetime to sit in the comfort of my home and travel to Wisconsin and India and Colorado and West Africa in a day and, and meet these fabulous people that do the most amazing things to serve mankind and to, to show the beauty in this world. And it's very humbling for me. I feel like I've been gifted with something and I want to make sure that I use it well. You know, I want to make sure that I, I do it justice. So that's an honor to be here. So let's get this conversation. Let's get this show on the road. We have a, a, a beautiful lady joining us today from Wisconsin. Her name is Joanne. Kaminsky. Good morning, Joanne. How are you? And welcome to the show. 
Good morning. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And I can't get the image of the living in a blow dryer out of my head. (laughs) (laughs) I would never know what that actually feels like living in Wisconsin, like a blow dryer. Like what would it like be like to live in a blow dryer? Like, wow, like that is, that's quite the concept. Well, I just said, you just never know, you know, change your coat in just a minute because you might need your parka. So here we are in West (laughs) Texas. So, Joanne, how about you kick us off today? Tell us who is Joanne Kaminsky, what do you do, why do you do that, and how can we connect with you? Absolutely. So I actually, I started off when I was five years old wanting to know how to read, and I approached everybody in my family on Thanksgiving Day, and I said to them, will you teach me to read? And they all looked at me and they said that they could not. But don't worry, next year you're going to learn how to read. And so next year came and I was all excited because this was going to be the year that I was going to learn to read. And, and I started reading some words, but I noticed something different between me and all the other kids. And that is they seem to be in the higher reading groups than me. And as the years went on, I continued to struggle with reading. And I specifically struggled with comprehension and really understanding what I was reading, and, um, and, and I never forgot that experience. When I ended up going after college, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer, went off to school, and ended up becoming a teacher, uh, left the whole lawyer idea out the door, and decided, you know what, I'm, everyone's always told me I'm really great at, with working with kids. I'm going to be a teacher. And as soon as I stepped into the, my very first classroom, every single one of those kids was just like me, and they had struggled with reading. And... It was from that day, since I had already become an accomplished reader by this point, that I was like, I want to know everything about how to teach kids how to read. And I read every single book I could get my hands on. I went to every single training that I could possibly go to um, and eventually became a reading specialist, went back to school, got my master's, and absolutely loved every aspect about reading except for one little thing. And that was the school system. So I love teaching reading, but I didn't like the politics. And so I ended up um, actually becoming very sick uh, in my last year. I was in and out of the hospital and had a huge pain in the side and was not able to get it diagnosed properly as to, like, what was causing it, why it was there. It was just kind of like, well, yeah, women sometimes get these pains. And that was really the only answer people could give me. And I was put on a medication that began to help, um, and, and that was awesome. But now I still have to figure out what am I going to do with the rest of my life, right? Like I wasn't happy where I was. And so I decided to start working from home. I had three little kids, and I decided, you know what? I am going to start my own business from home. I had no idea what I was going to do. And so that probably doesn't ever equal a good equation. So I ended up um, failing at the first five businesses that I tried. And then the one that I succeeded at – this is not going to surprise probably any of you guys, was online reading tutoring. <laughs> and uh, I looked to see other companies that were out there, you know, that possibly I could work for, but they were only going to pay 10 or $15 an hour. Now, I had gone to school. I had eight years' experience as a reading specialist. I, you know, invested, you know, over $100,000 in my own education, and they were going to pay me 10 to $15. Like, I just got out of high school, and I was like, that is not right. That is that is not right. And so I decided, you know what? The only difference between me and them is that I don't know how to market myself. I'm going to learn how to market myself. I'm going to market my own services. And I'm going to book my online business solid. And I did. 
Um, I began working with kids, just like you guys get to talk with people from all over the world. I get to teach kids from all over the world, and it's so cool. I've been able to teach kids in Australia, in uh, the Dominican Republic, uh, the U.K., uh, Canada, all over the United States, and be able to help them with their reading skills and help them become confident uh, readers. And I decided after I had struggled with, you know, really finding, you know, what, what kind of business I wanted to do, as I was going through that journey of setting up my own online tutoring business, there were so many times where I was, like, hitting my head against the wall. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so frustrating. I have to learn how to do this. I have to learn how to set up my website. I have to learn how to direct a URL to my website. And how do you do that? And I had to, like, learn everything from scratch. And, and I, I just said to myself, you know what, if I ever figure out how to start my own online tutoring business, I'm going to teach others how to do it so they can skip all of these mistakes. Now, this was back in 2010. So these were like the early days. This was like pre-pre-pandemic. <laughs> so there weren't a lot of people doing what I was doing. There weren't like coaches out there showing other tutors how to do that. But today, I get to not only work with my students in meetings, but I also get to work with other tutors that are starting and growing their own online tutoring business. And so um, I've written a book called How to Start an Online Tutoring Business, Making Four to Five Figures a Month. And... You can get that by going to onlinetutorcoach.com slash 50. Um, and those people that are in need of a reading tutor, you can go to theonlinereadingtutor.com and you'll be able to find me. I think that is so beautiful. They, again, it's just proof of how much space there is being provided out there for people to do the coolest things. I know so many people that homeschool their children that – that struggle with these very things. This is beautiful information. Mm -hmm. Talk to me. Where does that take you, homeschool mom? <laughs> I was just about to say, um, I have, you know, I have experienced the whole reading issue. You know, I, I have experienced that. So I, myself, personally, probably could um, use your services. So this, call was probably more of a blessing for me than anybody right now, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, no, I think that's I think that's phenomenal. Um so let me ask you a question kind of a different question. Throughout your journey to get to where you are today, you know, the the coach and the author and the teacher and throughout those journeys, is there a definition for a hero in your eyes? And is there someone in your life that fits that description for you? Yeah, I think it's that person who's willing to fight for you. And that's what I do for my, for my kids for my students that I work with is, you know, I fight for them. I fight for their self-confidence, right? And um, their self-confidence is, is waning because a lot of kids, they put their self-worth in how well they can read. Um, I see this more with the kids that go to public school versus, versus um, homeschooling sometimes. Um, but even in the homeschooling world, I see other siblings that, you know, if they have a younger sibling who is reading, better than they are, it kind of comes down to the same thing. Like they start feeling less than because they're not reading as well as their, their siblings. So 
I, I fight for these kids that, like, look, you can learn. You just, we just need to figure out, like, where are those gaps so that we can close that gap for you. It's not that you can't learn. Sometimes we just learn differently. And there's not just one way to be able to teach. So um, I think heroes fight for the people that they are meant to work with. I love that concept of hero. That's beautiful. You know, Joanne, one of the things we've learned along the way doing these interviews and talking to people just like yourself is the humble, candid, loving definition of hero for so many people. Mm-hmm. I mean, society has this concept, right? You hear hero and you think of the Marvel comic guys and Spider-Man and, mm-hmm. and the superheroes that swoop in. And really heroes are so... They're ordinary people that swoop into our life and do something extraordinary for us. So I'm going to say mm-hmm. thank you to all of the people who you probably stand as a hero to in a day and never recognize it. So thank you for taking that role for them and being that person that's willing to fight for them. It's important. It's so important. Yeah. It, it, it's so important to understand, right? We were having this conversation with my grandson. Just the other day he was talking about reading, and he's like, well, but I want to grow up to, up to be a cop. And I'm like, okay, well, you have to be able to read to do that, right? You have to be able to read to do everything. We have two of them, my two grandsons, the same age, six months apart. And both of them right now in that place where they're, you know, fighting, reading, the little boys, they want to do science and go outside and explore more than they want to read and color and write. And so as I mm-hmm. watch their parents come, you know, come to terms with that and, and come to grips and figure out the best ways to teach them, uh, this is very inspiring. I'm, I'm anxious to share this information. I think it's just such a beautiful service. So when you look Thank at the you. journey that your life is, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for what you do. When you look at the journey your life is taken from this little girl that wanted to be a doctor to this lady that stands as a teacher and a hero to probably so many, what's a life lesson that you've learned along the way that you feel like everybody ought to know and not necessarily have to learn the hard way? It's one simple lesson, and I actually got it from, uh, from the book The Compound Effect. And that is consistency. And whatever it is that you are doing, be consistent. It's, it's the little actions that you take every day that builds up and add up. And so if you know what your goal is and you are consistent and you keep taking action towards that goal, you'll be able to achieve anything that you want to be able to achieve. You may not get there in the fastest amount of time, but you will get there. We don't all take the same path, but it's possible. Mm. What sound advice? Just keep doing it. You know, how many times mm-hmm. do we start a project and we get into it and we're into it for a little bit of time and we're not getting the response we want or the money or whatever, and so we just give it up instead of mm-hmm. going ahead and pushing through that part to the next part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not everybody is going to – not everybody's going to support you through that. And so, you know, you've got to look at the internal motivation that you have versus trying to always seek out the external motivation. Right, because you may have people say, like I had people when I was starting my online tutoring business, like you should just go back to the school system, you know, you'll be able to make way more money, you'll be able to provide for your family. And, and today and I actually make four times the amount of money that I made when I was in the school system. So if I listen to their advice, <laughs> while it seemed like safe <laughs> advice for them at the time, it wasn't the smartest advice for me to have taken. So you may not have people that support you. Or even when I go on social media, sometimes people say mean things. And 
you just have to remember, like, who are you there to serve? And for me, I'm there to serve my students that are struggling with reading, and I am there to serve the uh, other tutors that are struggling with their business. And everybody else that wants to say something that is unkind or not nice, those are not the people that I am meant to serve. Amen. Girl, they can, they can have their own chatter over there. Before I turn this back over mm-hmm. to Kathy, I want to ask you one more question. How do you help the parents of these children help them? Yeah, you know, when I start working with a child, I first find out, like, where those gaps are so that I can provide some resources for them as well in between the, the sessions that they can use. Uh, one thing that I find is a lot of parents, while it's all, like, it's, it's from the goodness of their heart, they're like, I know my child can do this. I know they can read this book. And then they put a book that is, too hard in front of them. Um, and so the best advice I can give is five-finger rule, and that is for every mistake that a child makes on a page, put one finger down. If all fingers are down by the end of the page, that book is just too hard for them. Like, they need to be in an easier book. When we put kids in just right books, we not only boost their confidence, but we also they're able to learn from the different words that they encounter on that page that they don't maybe know the meaning of, that they haven't encountered before. It, it leaves room for them to be able to grow and learn some of those, those new words or nuances inside of the book. So uh, putting those kids in just right books is going to be the is, – is number one. And so that's why I give the parents – I actually give them books that are right on their child's level, their e-books online that they are able to access and, and be able to read and, and utilize. So, um, but being able to get these kids to obviously read is important. I think one of the mistakes that we have made is that we say that, you know, the more that a kid reads, the better he's going to become. But when we have a struggling reader – and they continue to make the same mistakes over and over again, if they are reading on their own, it's really hard to break that cycle. And they need perfect practice, not just practice, practice, practice. They need to learn how to practice in a perfect manner where they are reading with fluency and they're reading for understanding and meaning and stopping appropriately at the punctuation. Uh, They need good guidance and coaching um, they need to be given the ability to think through, um, does it make sense, does it look right, and, and, and try to figure some things out for themselves versus us always kind of jumping on in there and always giving them the answer, but giving them the space so that they can take their skills to the next level. I just, I love that. kind of gives me chills as a parent and just as a teacher, you know, and an educator and, and walking that path, you know, in, in our lives and we, we see people learn, and I think that's just beautiful. Kathy, where about you? Where does that take you as a homeschool parent of three? You know, there is so much pressure around the speed that kids learn, and there's even more pressure as a homeschool parent. Right, because then it doesn't become about the kid and their abilities and their the way they learn and how they learn. It becomes, you know, oh, they're not doing this because they're homeschooled, right? It, it becomes more of a judgment against the parents, which I think doesn't help in the long run because, you know, 
it doesn't help anything, the whole situation. But I think, you know, hearing that, and I hope people hearing this realize that there are, you know, I, I don't know how many times we've said this on the show, but a thousand ways to skin a cat, right? And all of them mm-hmm. are right. And, you know, at the end of the day, the job still gets done, but there are so many ways to get there. Mm-hmm. So I, I appreciate that. There are, and I appreciate what you do as a homeschool mama. There's not one, I mean, the people that I admire the most, it is the homeschool parents because you have decided to put your family first and, and be able to guide your children in, you know, your, your beliefs, your way of doing life, your, you know, your kindness, your, your givingness, your, um, it's just amazing. The homeschool parents that I get to meet are just the most incredible people because our own kids are the toughest ones in the world to teach. Like I would take somebody else's kid hands down any day before my own. <laughs> so it, it takes so much grace and it takes so much patience to be able to teach your own kids. And it comes from a place of kindness. And I want everybody to know that, you know, anybody who is thinking of homeschooling or anybody who is wondering why people homeschool, you know, the, like you said, there are so many different ways to be able to teach kids. And we need to honor our homeschool parents so much more than society gives credit for. I mean, homeschooled kids are going to be socially fine, so people can stop worrying about that. <laughs> uh, they're going to have more opportunities to be able to interact with kids, be able to, to do different things, and work with kids that are different ages, not just one age. And um, there's just so many beautiful aspects. And, you know, while there's a public education that is great for, for some, it's not great for all. Our school system is not built to meet every learner. And so those parents that are willing to meet the needs of their their own children and their own learners, my hats go off to you. Thank you. Mine as well. Sorry, Jesse, I'm going to into our final question. Got me all all choked up there. Thank you very much. (laughs) 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 So if you had the opportunity to put a one line of advice to the world on a t-shirt, what would it say? All kids can learn. I feel like our school system isn't set up to teach all kids and that there are so many different ways to be able to teach. There's not just one way to teach a kid and all kids are capable of learning. I mean, they eventually end up walking, right? How did they learn it? Because they're learning. You know, they, they, they slowly get words out of their mouth. How? Because they're learning. And they're, I, I, I am always like one of those people that when I work, start working with a kid, if what I try hasn't worked, I try something else because I know that there is going to be a way that is going to work for this child to be able to do what it is that I want them to do. I just need to know where those gaps are and to be able to close those gaps. I think that's so beautiful. I, one of the things I had really appreciated in this whole experience 
is the wisdom that comes with that one-liner on a T-shirt. So we've asked this question over 200 times, and 200 completely different statements. Not one person has repeated someone else. It's just, it's the coolest thing ever. I mean, just the, the power and the encouragement and the enlightenment and the wisdom is just, it's magic. It's beautiful. So thank you. I, I totally agree. All kids can learn. I was a dance teacher for, for a mm. long time, many, many years, about 30 years. And so I agree. All kids can learn. I had so many times during that 30 years when I would have a parent that go, oh, no, the doctor said they can't do that. Oh, no, no, we can't do that. They, they said we can't. Oh, no, she's not capable of doing that. She doesn't do that. And I said, yes, she can. And there's always a way mm-hmm. to get it across. And that moment when they get it and that light shines in their eyes and they're like, yes. That's why I taught mm-hmm. that moment yep. for them, you know? One of the reasons yeah. I did what I did, because I'd love to see that in their eyes, that moment of, yes, I can. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. It really is. Yeah. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Well, ladies, I'll tell you what, I could keep having this conversation all day long, because I know I have a whole list of people that I already know that can use what you do. I'm going to be so excited to share this out with the people that I know. So. I'm going to start by saying thank you for your time, for your wisdom, for the space you provide, for the children you help, and the families that you bring along. And I, I, I'm honored by what you do. I'm glad to have gotten to meet you today. I would love our audience to always remember that we're brought to you by Guided by Grace and Enlighten Up. If we can serve you in some way, if you have a story you want to tell, you just need someone to talk to, please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. We're interested in what you have to say. Um, Again, I'm just going to say thank you very much, Joanne, for your time, your wisdom, your knowledge, and for what you do and the people that you serve. Kathy, how would you like to leave our audience today? Well, first off, thank you very much for being with us, for what you do. Um, but I would like to leave with a challenge. You know, we have been talking about learning throughout this conversation, and I would like to remind everybody that you are never too old to learn something new. Right. So my challenge for our audience today is to learn something new. Even if you look something up, pick a word, whatever it is, learn something new. There you go. Solid challenge for the day. Expand your mind. Joanne, we will be honored if you would take this stage first and close out our show. How would you like to leave our audience today? Oh, well, thank you. I, I would just say, you know, as heroes, we have to believe in ourselves, you know, and believe in those that are around us and know that everybody has good intentions and that, you know, there's, there's lots of people that, aren't able to see that. So if we can see the goodness in other people and and be there for others when they need us, then uh, the world would be a, a much, much better place. 